0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now.
1: Welcome back to the 3-0 Take presented by SeatGeek. This is episode 388. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate!
0: Buying on this Monday. It's a bit of a surprise. I feel like I'm a seller on Mondays. Most people are. It's a Monday. Nobody likes this Monday. But you're here to... But I'm here to buy. Lift people's spirits. This is a surprising buy. I don't know if you saw, but I am buying the giant glove that fans wear, specifically yesterday, I think it was yesterday or Saturday, the Reds-Mets game in left center. Pulls it down. Comes up with a home run catch. The the massive glove. You never see those things making plays. I saw
1: the post. Okay, here's the video. I saw the post about it. I didn't actually see the video. Let me see. That seems almost illegal. I like it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. But if I'm sitting around that guy, I'm going to have some words for him either in that moment or after the game, because that just doesn't seem fair.
0: I just feel like you always see them, but they're never, they never have the opportunity to make a play. This was a snag.
1: It's, it's kind of reminiscent to back at the, the, uh, I mean, I'm, I know they've been around longer than this, but the world baseball classic didn't that one guy have like a contraption? It
0: was a first baseman's glove. Yeah. No, I,
1: know, I wouldn't call a first baseman's glove a contraption. It was a big boy. What am I thinking of? There was like a, Oh God, it may have been what I don't, I didn't mean to bring this up. It may have been that Zach Campbell nerd. Some, it was either him or some other like ball hawk. They made some sort of contraption where they like lower it into the bullpen for like batting practice or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh. It's like a it's almost like a pulley or something yeah. where they like lowered in. Hey, kind of like kind of like in Sandlot. You remember yeah, when they had the, the vacuum attached to the glove or whatever? <laughs> you got it. And they pull, pull it back it up. up. You got it. Pull it up. <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. But I swear yeah. that somebody had that at the World Baseball Classic, but
0: yeah. I can appreciate the ingenuity, but I'm just saying like you never see those things actually making a play, and this one made a play. So I'm excited about it. I'd like to see more plays made from big gloves. I may be wrong here, but my gut,
1: and I don't know why this came to me, but my gut says that we've had a conversation about the big gloves before, and my gut tells me, That you were not on board with him at that
0: point in time. I was not. I thought it was stupid. I'm not a fan. If you're an adult, don't bring a glove to a game.
1: Was that? Did we confirm? Was that not an adult?
0: I couldn't tell. I can't tell. I would go ahead and assume it was. And I, oh, we had
1: the giant hat on too. Did you see that? Oh, the giant hat. uh, No, that's destiny. Then that's an adult. That's a full-on adult. I think.
0: See, if you're gonna make, if you're gonna be fun with it. I'm cool. I'm cool. If if uh, if if you're a grown man with like an A two K out there, no. So anti regular
1: glove as anti an adult, regular glove as pro an adult. giant glove
0: because it's funny. It is like a talking point. As you're walking around, people are like, "Ah, that's cool. This guy's funny." I can get on board with that. Not a fan of like a normal glove. As a kid, do whatever you want.
1: Yeah, I'm with you because as an adult, it's like lean into the goofiness. Don't try to
0: like... Right. Don't try to
1: like hide the fact that you really want a foul ball or a home run ball and take like a realistic approach with it. Mm -hmm. Lean into the goofiness and just go with the giant glove. Exactly. And if you get a ball, you get a ball.
0: Exactly. What I'd say the cutoff point, honestly... The cutoff point in my mind is high school, but I don't think, yeah, once you're in high school, it's like, yeah, all right, I don't think, I don't think I'm, I don't think it's cool to bring your glove anymore. Is that fair? Are you saying high
1: schoolers cannot cannot bring them? So yeah, like, like up h- until middle school, school. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah, that, yeah. Cause you're, you're 13, 14.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a, yeah. It's that's, that's I would say whenever you stop wearing a costume to Halloween trick-or-treating situations. Whenever whenever you're done trick-or-treating is when you can no longer bring your glove to a game. They happen the same year. I feel like Santa Claus hits, the news about the tooth fairy hits. It's a big year for you. It's time to transition.
1: <laughs> this is a revelation I was not expecting today. <laughs> Whatever that is. The, lo- the be, logic is
0: airtight. Could be 12, could be 13. That it's time to grow up.
1: You think you think kids are making it to 12 before I don't they figure out Santa? <laughs> yeah, maybe.
0: <laughs> maybe. I wish not, I did.
1: Not to go off on a tangent here, but I feel like it's even tougher to make it deeper into your childhood without finding the Santa news because people on like kids on social Nowadays, media are yeah.
0: Nowadays. They're just ruthless. They'll be like, they
1: will yeah. be like a tweet, and then the response will be like. I don't care. Your mom's fat. Oh, by the way. Right. Santa's not real. And then the kid's life is shattered at like 11.
0: Yeah. Or like you're adopted. Yeah. Yeah. These kids are mean. A lot of hard conversations need to be had.
1: Uh, For me, I am buying organizational members being a part of postseason celebrations. I saw... I saw a lot of clips circulating from the O's, which we'll get into. O's uh, locking down postseason berth. I am a huge proponent, huge advocate of organizational members being a part of the celebrations, however big or small, whether they just go balls to the wall Mm -hmm. or it's like a little champagne toast in the locker room afterwards. Whatever it may be, I'm all about it. Get the photographers in there. Mm-hmm. get the get the broadcast team down there which the o's the o's did uh get the social media crew i mean the social media going can be down there anyway but you know just get everybody that's on hand available down there to celebrate because these these seasons are not short as we very well know yeah and it is very much when a team is able to successfully uh Enter themselves into the postseason. Yeah, it is certainly a team effort, and I think it's awesome to see everybody in there. Like I saw, I think Kevin Brown, the the if if you don't recall the name, the guy, the broadcaster for the O's, Mm -hmm. who was had like a mysterious absence from the team. He was down there. Like I'm just all about that. And I, the time that I worked with Duke Athletics for those few years, I I was able to recognize that it is very much an all hands on deck. Like you, it's not just the team, like, sure. They're the ones out there performing, but like, they don't, yeah, they don't make it to the point that they do without the support staff, whether it be the medical team or the, the, it's so true, the PR team, the public information team, whatever it may be. So I was, I was very much a fan of the way that the Orioles took care of their own, uh, this weekend. So that was cool to see. Yeah. Big fan. Um, Speaking of which, let's let's run down the series uh, from this past weekend in case you missed some news from around the league. Rays and the O's split, their four-game series. We'll dive into this a little deeper. Uh, this was a huge series for both teams, and they come out of it with a split. Very much a uh, postseason atmosphere. Yeah. Um, love to see the turnouts in, in Baltimore this weekend, the energy, uh, but... Regardless, the Rangers' loss on Sunday is essentially what what clinched uh, playoff berths for both teams. Um, the Rays over the Pirate. I'm sorry, the Yankees over the Pirates. Pirates reached the 70 win mark on Sunday for the first right. time since 2018. Nice. Uh, Blue Jays sweep the Red Sox. Blue Jays respond with a sweep of their own after being swept by the Rangers last week in a four game series. So big, uh, big response for the Blue Jays. Still in Ma- it. Marlins sweep the Braves. Marlins beat the Braves 16-2 on Sunday. The outscore the Braves 36-11 in the series. And it's the Marlins' first three-game sweep over the Braves since 2015. Uh, Highlighted over the course of the weekend was Jazz Chisholm's consecutive Grand Slams. I'm sorry. Grand Slams in consecutive games. Yeah. Hit him with the Eurostep. Look. I'm not gonna rail on the brace here. They're, they had they you're had the clinch. they got the clinch hangover. I'm not gonna. I think I think Matty o even addressed it a little bit. He's like, yeah. a, we, we ran into a hot Marlins team. Essentially, we're hung over from the clinch. Yeah. What do you really What do you really expect from us? Either way, though, it's a if you're the Marlins, you couldn't have lucked out with a better opponent. If that's the case, true. You need these wins, and if you're gonna if you're gonna go up against a juggernaut, at least have them be hung over. Uh, so good for the Marlins doing what they had to do. The Guardians sweep the Rangers. Rangers dropped to a game and a half back in the West or the AL West race. Royals over the Astros. I just Astro- don't get
0: that, dude. I don't get it. What are the Rangers doing? They're not winning. What? What is happening? Oh. So stupid.
1: Um I'm as flabbergasted as you are here. There's I mean they're six and four in their last ten, albeit coming off a sweep. Um I mean they still have the best run differential in that division. It's just second it's right second there, best in the dude. AL.
0: It's right there. So annoying.
1: I, and I, I say that knowing that you can credit most of that to the first half of the season, but still, I mean, it's not it's not out of reach, which is more than you can say for a lot of other teams. Um, where are we at here? The Royals over the Astros. Astros drop back to back series to hundred lost teams. The A's and the Royals. Uh, for the same, the same type of conversation that you have about the Braves being like, well, they're kind of in cruise mode because they've been a juggernaut this year. Sure. The Astros have been winning this year, but they're not in any sort of position to be cruising no. nope, uh, or coasting. Nope. So you can't, you can't be dropping series to the A's and the Royals, especially if it comes down to October 1st and you're looking in the rear view mirror just missing the cut for the division crown and you're looking back at these two series going what happened um twins take three out of four from the white Sox. minnesota is nearing its third division title in five years they lead the guardians by seven games with 12 games remaining so safe to assume we can chalk that up for the twins Brewers over the Nationals. Mark Canna hits a go-ahead Grand Slam on Saturday night to win the series for the Brew Crew. He's been a big addition. He, I don't remember what the numbers were, but I saw I saw a post last night that was comparing his numbers with the Mets versus the Brewers, and he uh, certainly has benefited from a change of scenery heading to the, the Brew Crew. A little uh, pennant chase for them.
0: What's their magic number? It's got it. i mean— They're close. Cubs are six and a half back. It's got to be. It's got to be real soon. Whatever.
1: Yeah, they got to be. Yeah, six and a half back. Cubs, elimination number seven. Yeah, they're close. Uh, Phillies over the Cardinals. Cardinals avoid a sweep with a win on Sunday. Cardinals are. I thought this was interesting. Shout out uh, the Associated Press for this little nugget. Cardinals are 15-9 and nine on Sundays this season, the only day they have a winning record. Mm. That's that's wild if you think about it.
0: I mean, that's... That's pretty bad.
1: That's pathetic. Rockies take 3-4 from the Giants. With their win on Sunday, the Giants stopped their longest road-losing streak since 1996 at nine games. The Giants are two games back after the series the giants are two games back from their from the final wild card spot after dropping the series uh tigers sweep the angels with the sweep the angels lock up not their 6th not their 7th but their 8th consecutive losing season <laughs> All you can really do is laugh at
0: freaking train wreck. I dude.
1: gave him a chance. You gave him a chance. Never again. Nothing has changed. Uh, Padres sweep the athletics. Padres have won four games in a row, and they were the last team. In, get this the last team in baseball to have a win streak more than three games.
0: Yeah. Really?
1: It took them until mid September to do so.
0: Speaking mm. of taking long... I did a long- see that. Did you see Juan Soto hit his first career I Grand Slam? I was just Slam? about to
1: say, speaking of taking a long time, Juan what? Soto finally hit his first career Grand Slam. And it came against the A's. Never would have guessed that. Never would have guessed it. Hmm. Uh, Dodgers sweep the Mariners. Dodgers clinch the NL West on Saturday. And as luck would have it, I was actually pulling these notes together while the final game of the Cubs D-back series was going on. So I actually didn't see who won last night's game. Was it?
0: It was the D-backs. So. Yeah. D-backs swept, right? Did they? Yeah, I think so. That was my series to watch. Both of our series did well this weekend.
1: I need to confirm here. Yeah. D-backs get the sweep. That was a big series. Big series, um, which that's another thing we'll get into later in the episode. We're gonna look at the take another look at the NL wild card race because boy is it tight, really is. But before we do that, let's talk. Let's let's take a look at this Rays Orioles series. Uh, and for the record, um, we did. I made multiple attempts to get everyone's favorite podcaster Ryan Ripkin on today's show to talk about this series mm. because we did message him. I think you actually messaged him after the second game. And he said, hold on, let me pull it up. I don't want to misspeak here.
0: He said, I'm too cool. Period.
1: Hold on. Where is it? Was it in the group text? It wasn't on Instagram. Maybe in the group text. Let me see here. Where did he say it? It was something about he he called he called a shot ah here we go he goes they will win the next two they still they will still win the ALEs so he called a shot Rays take the first two of the series O's take the final two um but we made it we made multiple attempts but as as you would guess the busiest man on the planet right now and especially the weekend following the O's clinching their first postseason berth since twenty sixteen um. No luck. So feel free to feel free to reply to him. Hit him up in the DMs, be like Ryan. Yeah. Why big leaguing the boys? It's a little
0: big leaguing. We a need big league. going. I just on. want
1: some accountability. You know, I, yeah. that's all I ask. Like, just say, hey, I don't like you guys anymore. Yep. I'm moving on to different things. Or, yep. hey, I don't like you guys anymore. I'm moving on to different things. Or lastly, if ultimately he just doesn't really like us and wants to move on to different things. Just say it. Just say it. Yeah. Any of those options, just say it. Yeah. It's fair. But he told us he had like
0: meetings and stuff today, so I'm like, okay. I would. Uh, my ultimate fear is that he just has meetings while we're there.
1: Yeah, we're going to be like, hey, Ryan, my guy, the... We're here. The ALDS is going on, and he's gonna be like, I have meetings, or yeah. I'm on a podcast right now. Can't yeah. talk. We'll yeah. hit you guys up later. It's like Ryan, yeah. it's November. The Orioles have won the World Series. <laughs> have you been able to check in at all? And you like in a <laughs> I'm in a meeting. I'll, I'll catch up with you guys later.
0: It's like, Man's got everything going on. Ten That's years down okay. the road.
1: Ryan. The so Orioles have won eight out of the last ten World Series. They're the greatest dynasty in the history of sports. I'm in the same meeting. I'm in the same meeting. They haven't even given us a break for snack. Hit me later. Hit you guys up later. Um, now, all I have to say, as I mentioned, huge playoff atmosphere uh this past week, and I was able to catch a good portion of the series because I wanted to I wanted to get a, a pulse on where O's fans were at. I think there was one day. I don't, was it Saturday? No, it was Thursday. Cause it was a four gamer. It was, I mean, I never really know how much, like what to expect from any team attendance wise on a Thursday, but I'm thinking, okay, mm-hmm. if there was going to be a series where maybe a, a crowd showed out. Maybe it'd be Thursday. Yeah. It was like, it was a little underwhelming. Um, but Friday, they had the Adam Jones—they uh, signed him to a one-day contract. That was like the Adam Jones day—or night, I should say. Um, and then Saturday, you had the Now, grayson game, which was solid. Um, but the I think my favorite part about the series altogether, though, was the fact that yesterday, as I mentioned, the Rangers— Drop their game, giving a postseason berth to both teams. But it was looking like coming down the stretch, it was looking like the O's would not be able to close it out with a win. Yeah. And I'm like, man, what a damper that would be. You know, it's like you in that scenario, you go from a full on champagne bath to a champagne toast,
0: right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. You drop three out of four at
1: home. Yeah. Yeah, and you drop like you drop the day that you, mm-hmm. you get in. Essentially you're not like backing your way in, but for bit. all intents and purposes, you kind of do when you lose the day that you clinch. Yeah. It's still an accomplishment nonetheless, but the vibes are much higher when you can pull out a win. And boy, did they pull out a win. Were you able to see the end of that game?
0: Yeah. Huge. Huge. Setie Mullins, dude, like remains to be Just the guy for me, you know.
1: And what's crazy is aside from what he was able to do in the late innings yesterday, it was Adam Frazier.
0: That knocked on the line.
1: I mean, that you want to talk about perfect placement. He's been a stud
0: with them, dude.
1: You put Mateo in motion, yeah. Executed to perfection. Mateo rounds, rounds third, scores easy.
0: I mean, what he's a, been a stud. I think, was it Thursday? He made that insane play up the middle. Yeah. That like yeah, that yeah. backhanded uh, play, a little yeah. jump throw. Like, yeah. He, he is definitely, I, I don't want to say revitalized, but he is like defining his role there so well. He is playing his role so well. I love what they're doing. The resiliency of dropping the first two. And taking the next two to secure to secure the split. And like I know split probably isn't what what you're dreaming of, but if you like like we were talking about, if you lose three out of four at home and you know, it is just like a quick little that's a toast instead of a selly. And I'm excited for him. I'm excited to see if that matchup comes around again at some point
1: i mean bar, bar as we talked about anything can happen in october but barring any like real late magical push from any of these other mm-hmm. al teams i mean the orioles and the rays are just so good
0: yeah and we saw so, it so play good. out this weekend the orioles have a lighter schedule coming down the stretch the rest of the way out. They do have three tough ones coming up against uh against Houston starting today, Monday. And then it's Guardians, Nats, Red Sox. So two game lead. I think I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about our plans.
1: Yeah. As a reminder for those who don't know what Nate's talking about, we did we have lockdown tickets for the first and second game of the ALDS at Oriole Park at Camden Yards.
0: That's so gonna be sick. One of need, one of those games were in left field, right? Yeah.
1: Um. That's game two. Game one. Where I think we're like on the first base side. So. And I think the game two, actually, we're—I'd have to double check, but I think we're gonna be like, kind of on top of the bird bath.
0: Yeah, we're like be looking sweet. down. That's like what we will be in too. it. We yeah. won't be
1: in it, obviously, because I'm sure that's fine. That's I'm fine. Sure I'm not tickets... a big enough.
0: Yeah, I'm not a I'm not an Orioles fan. Yeah, yeah, that's a good it.
1: point. I wouldn't feel right taking taking yeah. seats from some be diehards. Strange. Um, but that'll be a cool vantage point. But all that to say. The split was huge because if yeah. they come out of the series down in the division, that's, that's I know not a, I was nervous, not a good dude.
0: feeling. I was nervous. So that made me feel a lot better.
1: Uh so we need that to happen and we're gonna need Philly to to hold strong these last two weeks because if all works out, that's gonna be a special few days. It baseball. sure is. Like if we can get that game three in Philly, man. And if that doesn't work out, maybe like I said, and I don't remember if I mentioned this on the last episode, but maybe we call some sort of audible and if if the if there's another game three like within reasonable distance and there are still tickets available, maybe we pull the trigger on that. I don't know. We'll see.
0: I'm excited for that too. I'm excited we'll for that possibility. What what did, what could even happen? I don't even know
1: uh it would be either i mean it'd be chicago Chica- maybe yeah i guess chicago would be the only one
0: my we're not going to miami
1: well the other thing to consider too is it may be depending upon what happens these last two weeks we may be looking at a wild card series in baltimore
0: maybe we go north of the border and we go to toronto i'm
1: not going to toronto <laughs> i have zero interest in going to canada i'm sorry i have no interest in going to canada Um, but for those, for those curious, the, the Orioles did uh, secure the season series, which is uh, huge, which is, which is big heading into the postseason. If they're to match up again, that's a huge, uh, narrative that, that you can, you can kind of tap into if you're the O's
0: and you hold the tiebreaker best, you know, worst case scenario, right? If this, uh, this stretch doesn't go well.
1: Did you hear that the Orioles ran out of? Uh, they ran out of beer during their celebration. Really? Yeah. Apparently they they, uh, <laughs> they they ran out of beer, and then they started taking condiments from like the break room or like the cafe and just started like throwing them on guys. So guys are getting like drenched in condiments
0: because they sure. ran out of beer. Sure. Mustered me up. I you like got to
1: do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do.
0: Probably because their GM just smashed half of them on his own, hitting the hitting the dong bong. Yeah, did you see that? Yeah. They, they
1: had everybody down there, man. They had yeah. the whole the whole crew. Um, what else we got here? Oh, uh, Shohei. Let's let's switch gears here and talk about the Shohei. I don't. I think all of the. All of the drama from the Shohei stuff happened post last episode. Like the. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it was because it was Friday. We get the update Shohei's locker has been cleared out. And then everybody's looking around going, what does this even mean? Yeah. Because it was rumored that he may have to get a surgery, but people are like, well, if he's still hitting or if he's still available to hit at some point during the year, why would he clear out his locker? And then as. As the hours crept on, people with more sense about them came to realization like, oh, it's it has nothing to do with his future with this team. It's simply yeah. the the most likely scenario here is that he's decided to, uh, or the team rather, maybe has decided to withdraw Shohei from uh, competition for the remainder of the season because a an, an impending surgery or something is right around the corner for him. And sure enough, that's the news that that came out. Should have um,
0: happened three weeks ago,
1: dude. Between that and the Anthony Rendon, by the way, I still feel the same way I do about Rendon since the last time we talked about him. Like the the news that came out doesn't change my perspective because he still handled it very, like, in a very bizarre
0: manner. Is with it the was whole... it confirmed? I don't even know if it was confirmed.
1: What that he had a broken yeah. leg?
0: Did the Angels confirm it? I don't, I didn't I actually, get confirmation. I All I saw I, was the update was like, I have a broken leg. I don't know why the angels didn't tell you. It's like, well, why didn't you say something weeks ago, weirdo? And how did you break your leg? Because you never do anything.
1: That's actually a good point. I never, I never actually followed up to see if the angels confirmed that.
0: I don't remember seeing anything.
1: Yeah, all I see is his comments, right? Rendon reveals. Rendon says, Mm
0: -hmm. "Freaking loser, dude! A loser organization. I really, genuinely hope they can trade Mike Trout somewhere."
1: Yeah, but the back to the Shohei thing, he undergoes a an MRI on Friday afternoon. And then the media makes their way into the locker room after the game. Locker room is cleared out, or his locker is cleared out, rather. Uh, And then we find out that he had an oblique issue, which is separate from his UCL issue, which ended essentially what ended his year as a pitcher. Yeah. And then he has the oblique issue that's revealed uh, from the MRI, and then they're like, all right, just shut it down altogether. He can't yeah. hit, can't throw, just shut it down.
0: Yeah, can't um, walk, basically on his deathbed. Time to shut it down.
1: He had the oblique strain uh, on September 4th and missed the following 11 games. Um, But just a weird, like I said, between that and the Rendon, hand, like the handling of that news, I don't know what's happening out there. And I don't know what the vision is or what the expectation is for 2024 in terms of name, like regarding uh, some names that you would be holding out hope that you could bring back, such as a a Shohei. Like if you're Shohei and you've seen what's going on the last two months, there's a lot to unpack there if you're Shohei. Because you look at the trade deadline, you're like, all right. I mean, they... I mean, they, they put some guys around me and, and Mike that could maybe push us over the hump. Didn't pan out that way. Now you're sitting there empty-handed if you're the Angels. But then with just the way they've handled these injuries between him and Rendon, that doesn't instill much for me if I'm Shohei yeah. regarding confidence in coming back or wanting to come back because I would venture to say that you could probably find an organization elsewhere that would handle these things in a much more professional manner is that yeah. is that a fair assumption
0: uh, I think that's pretty fair okay I think it's never been more clear that he will not be returning as an angel
1: which is wild because not until this very moment did I think that like we've we seen thought it was a chance
0: last- thought it was a little bit of a possibility you know. They'd be in the running. Seems like a loyal guy. But yeah, the way things have transpired over the last month, month and a half, it's like, i it's all done. This is all done. So
1: we've seen the the final Shohei appearance in an angel's uniform.
0: I think so. He did show up over the weekend in a hoodie, right? I think he was still there to support. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's. I read that he'll still be there for home games, so it's not like he's heading back to Japan or anything. At least yeah. that's what I've read. It, things yeah. may have changed and over the weekend, but yeah, we safe to say we have seen the last of Shohei in an Angel's uniform because if you're Shohei, why would you want to come back to this dumpster fire? I wouldn't. And then I saw a report... I don't know which camp this came out of, but I saw a report that said he is now open to the idea of entertaining an East Coast club. I saw that prioritizing winning over his preference to stay on the West Coast. And I don't know if that's just a if that's a PR move. I don't know if that's Let's a, say it's his
0: agent. Yeah,
1: nego- yeah, negotiation factor could be a mix of both. Yeah. Because if you're Shohei, you see what happens. You may you may enjoy the West Coast. You may enjoy money, but if it doesn't result in winning, I think you can look at a guy like Mike Trout and say, "Was it really worth it?" Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you got the money, but
0: you're miserable out there. Yeah, and not obviously to get, Shohei listens to the pod. By the way,
1: of course, and not to get all like meta here, but like you hear you hear these millionaires, these billionaires talk all the time about how there's no amount of money it, they're saying it themselves. This isn't like, this isn't people just speculating. They're saying themselves, like there's no amount of money that can satisfy like that happiness that you're looking for you after. And again, that's like a much, a much deeper issue, but just <laughs> purely looking at it from like a, a professional athlete's perspective. All you have to do is look, if you show, hey, look, down the lo- the row of lockers, look at yeah. your teammate Mike Trout. That's all you need to know. You can get as much money as you want, but you're going to be miserable, especially if it's a longer-term contract. So, again, safe to say we've seen the,
0: the end of Shohei and, yeah. and I'm. But he listens to the pod, which that was confirmation because I said this months ago. I said you can't, you can't eliminate the East Coast as options because that's going to... I mean, that's eliminating a significant amount of large market teams that could pursue you and at least raise your bid. And people
1: said you were crazy for that take, by
0: the way. I know. Call me crazy, but sure enough, confirmed a few months later, not just a hat stand, my friends. Not just a pretty face. trying to find you're trying to find that post no I found it people are being mean Per
1: somebody said no way he goes east so quit whining giants, padres or mariners land him hmm. he's not going to the east coast for a multitude of reasons one of those being an increased flight time to Japan The more, you know, the more I think like the more you you just think about about it, that's just so (laughs) ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Somebody said, somebody said bad content. Yankees are only serious people for a trade. There's only six teams in the MLB that can sign him, not counting Red Sox because they won't. Terrible content, bro. Bro. Somebody says, bro, doesn't know what he's talking about. Otani's new next contract will be record breaking. But he might not care that much about the money, but teams will be willing to give an arm, a leg, and their firstborn of each player to get him. What? How is that? What are you talking about? What did we, what did we, what did you say in that clip that went against what he just said? I don't know.
0: I don't know. Just stretch and flex on him. Your boy doesn't get too many things right but when he does he gets body bodied in the comment section for no reason. I will say though uh,
1: of the two of us and the content that I put out uh respective to each of us cuz every now and then I'll get a clip of like both of us kind of bantering back and forth, but mostly because I got to keep the clips relatively short for the algorithm. It's usually me talking or it's usually you talking. Right. And I feel like my takes are usually like a little more lukewarm and yours are <laughs> a little more like controversial. Yeah. Which means you get buried a lot more, yeah. but if it works out or pans out the way that you're talking about in said clip, you look a heck of a lot smarter on the back end or after the fact <laughs> than I would with my more lukewarm clips at times. So uh, credit to speaking you. Speaking
0: of which, I think we need to soon here within the next few weeks we need to we need to like do a recap of the the uh, prediction episode with like awards and stuff cuz I think we may we may be correct on a few things.
1: I feel like we usually do that don't we usually do a look back Every hot takes episode before the season starts, we look back on the previous year.
0: Yeah, that's lame though. I think we should do it sooner. Maybe like a recap. The only thing, the only reason I'm saying this, because I had, I remember the only one that I remember is I had Kodai Singa for NL Rookie of the Year. And I think that's. I think he, that's trending, dude. He is
1: very much so. Like, like he's in the
0: Cy Young converse, conversation. So, which
1: is wild because for yeah. the first half of the season, that was not the case. And then uh. as of late, it has just been rolling.
0: So, Good for Kodai.
1: maybe we're not that stupid. One of the few bright spots for the Mets this year. Um, Dodgers clinched the West, staying out West. Dodgers clinched the NL West. It's their 10th division title in 11 years. Goodness. At what point? Now I'm going to contradict myself here because I'm also a believer in the, in the reality that division titles don't necessarily mean anything. Mm. Cause it's like, you can rack up as many division to ask brace right. fans. You can rack up as many division titles as you want, but until you actually do something with it, until you right. actually make a run in October, it, it means nothing. Right. Nobody cares about your second tier little pennant signs that you hang up in your stadium where it's got right. year after year after year. And then there's no, there's no gold flag at the end of it with the yeah. World Series. Nobody cares. Right. That makes for nice wall art, but nobody cares. Um, not to say the Dodgers haven't done anything because as we very well know, 2020 was their year. And I know that's controversial to a lot of people. But that's the reality of it. 29 other teams had the same opportunity to do it. Um, I'm not I'm not opening that can of worms
0: again. Yeah, let's not go down that road again.
1: But at what point do we look at the Dodgers as... Because I saw a lot of people making the comparison between them and the Braves in terms of organizations that are run nearly perfectly, just in terms of uh, being a perennial threat Not having much rebuild to worry about, if any. Mm -hmm. Uh, Paying paying stars, whether they're more seasoned or they're up and coming. Paying them at the right time. Paying them, uh, I'll say, respectable amounts. The Dodgers tend to open up the checkbook a little wider than the Braves. Braves, as we well know, uh, get their guys much sooner for... Uh, a much greater discount. But at what point do we start looking at the Dodgers alongside the Braves as just the pinnacle of what a successful baseball organization, organization is? Yeah.
0: It's so true because it's not just... It's not just the, the checks rolling out and, and getting huge names. It is like the production of their farm and, and guys that are coming up, you know, um, between Will Smith and, and I mean like James Outman breaking out this year. Um, I think Muncie was an early trade, right? I don't know if that was homegrown or not. I can't remember. Um, no, he was, um, who was he with? Someone random, wasn't it? Yeah. Right? The A's. A's. That's right. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I, it's a combination of a lot of things and it, it takes a lot more. And like you look at the Padres, for example, like you can't just, you can't just sign an entire team and expect dominance. Like it, it takes a lot more to produce this way over and over again. It's a heck of an organization it's a heck of a, a a template that a lot of teams i'm sure want to copy where this balance of we can write checks and go get these guys we can also grow our own we can recognize talent early go get them into our system early you know it's just this combination of stuff and it's really well balanced and i think it is like there there is a cohesiveness that that comes in that clubhouse almost every year, no matter what. And they have a really good pulse on a good finger on the pulse of like, what is going to make, what is going to make the vibe stay here? Right? Like who, who in their right mind would think that Kike Hernandez would be a valuable member to a roster after what you witnessed all year in the Red Sox uniform. But they understood that this, player being in our clubhouse can produce this right and it's less about numbers and it's more about the overall end goal so it's just a job well done every single year the, re- the revitalization of of Jason Hayward I mean it's just it's really impressive what they do it really is
1: and to your point I love that the Padres and the Dodgers are in the same division because you need not look any further than those two teams to right. show you that it's not always just money. And we yep. talk about this all the time. You go, you head back out East, you look at the Mets. It's not always just about money.
0: Although we are like, we're not against that. We do support that. We Absolutely. praise teams that, that actually go and spend money and get these that guys, but it takes winning.
1: more. Yeah. It, it takes, uh, it takes developmental systems to be put in place. It takes. Coaching it takes a front office that has the right agenda. Mm-hmm. It, there's just so much more that goes into it than just throwing money at it because we we see you see elsewhere in sports. You look at you look in uh, or you look at the NFL. You look at basketball. Just having stars mm-hmm. that that means nothing. You need chemistry, and it right. it seems to be highlighted a little more there because I feel like stars in those two sports are, um, they're under the, under the microscope a lot more because the rosters are smaller, but with baseball on the flip side, you have more guys on the roster. So in a, in a weird sense, you need more chemistry because there's more pieces to the puzzle there that have to work. Like if there's, if there's any sort of, uh, indifference amongst the players in a clubhouse—you're going to find out about it, and especially when when the losing starts happening. Because if you're winning, that kind of gets swept under the rug. You don't really hear about it. Vibes are much higher. Like guys are yeah. for the most part getting along. But when the when the losing starts, if that chemistry is not put into place, if that uh, culture, if that direction is not clear, and a lot of times that's laid out from the manager. If those things aren't put into place, you're going to find out about it and it's not going to end well. Mm -hmm. Again, look at the Mets, a lot at play there, but the Dodgers are just, I mean, them and the Braves. I'm not, I'm not singling out one or the other. They're both just quintessential examples of what it looks like to successfully round out an organization in all of those facets that I talked about, including money, leadership, culture, agendas, whatever it may be,
0: Scouting, they've development. got the whole, yeah. uh,
1: exactly. They've got the whole package
0: and like hate them or love them like that. They do it well.
1: And that, I mean, the reality is that's why they get hated is because mm-hmm. they do what they do so well. And that's admittedly like we, jo- we like to joke about it, but I was thinking about it this weekend. I'm like, why, why ha-? because some people called us out about it. They're like, what's up with the Braves hate? And I'm like, I, I get it. Like I'm not going to yeah. sit here and pretend like we haven't hated on the Braves more this year than really ever, but I'm like, why, why am I like that? And it's just, it's the same, it's the same reality it's for any other sports fans it's it's, lined with
0: jealousy. Yeah,
1: it's just, je- yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's just laced with all sorts of levels of jealousy because you're like, I want that. And if they continue to do this year in and year, if they went away after a few years, that's one thing it's like, okay, that was fun to watch. You guys had a good right. run, right? But it's like, if you're just perennial threats, to to take away a title from my team or from your team or any other team, if you're just constantly there, if you're like a mosquito, just flying around the ear of the league (laughs) constantly, (laughs) that gets old real quick. Yeah. Think about how you respond to a mosquito constantly flying around your ear. And then think about how teams, how front (laughs) offices in the league respond to a team like the Braves or the Dodgers, just constantly there. It gets old real quick. So like you said, love them or hate them, they do it and they do it well. So, you know, good for the Dodgers. I I say all that though to say that I just don't know with as well as they've been playing, with as as much as we've been talking and hearing about guys like Mookie and Freddie this uh this year, especially as of late. I just don't know if they've got the depth on the bump to to do much of anything. Um but if there is a team that could somehow make some sort of magical run, it would be the Dodgers. Yeah. Um. Just based on what we've seen this year, because like I've said, I've said it before. We, and a lot of, a lot, a lot of national coverage and regional coverage, if you want to take it that far, did not have the Dodgers in this position. They said, you no. know, like it's, it,
0: you look including us. I mean, we talked about right. last, last off season, Like they didn't, they didn't take crazy strides. To build on what on what they had and and it was this somewhat of like not necessarily a punt but it did seem like it was uh we're just stocking up for Shohei you know we're just we're just waiting for that opportunity and we got like we got the the copy and paste quote that we always get from teams that uh, we feel like we're you know we have we're equipped to make a run right that's that was the the preseason quote, that's what we were getting. We have what it takes to, to make it to, to the postseason and no one really believed it. So props to them props to honestly, Dave Roberts gets a lot of hate and he does, he has made some questionable decisions in in key moments. But I, I mean, you look at like the example of, of Mookie and the flexibility of like, you know what? Like, yeah, let's try him at second. Let's try him at short. Let's see how he does. We're so rigid now. Like, it's crazy how rigid we are. Just let these athletes be themselves. And so I think there is a little bit of that going on, too. And um, yeah, it's just it's a job well done all the way around. Obviously, job not done yet. But this is what you hope for. This is what this is what you dream about. You know, give your team a chance every year, and you could argue that this was, I would say, the most talented competition they've faced inside that division in a while. Would you agree? Padres being, you know, having the names that they have, Diamondbacks finally coming back on the surge. Yeah, I mean, on Giants, paper for sure. like yeah. Like you could argue that this was this was, I'd say the most difficult division they've faced in a while. So good for them.
1: Yeah, and look, I I was following this uh, weekend in which they clinched the division. I, I saw a lot a lot of uh, commentary surrounding the Dodgers, and I was just reading through it. And a name a name that I don't like giving any more shine to than he already gets because a lot of it I just think is unwarranted if I'm being quite honest, but Ben Verlander yeah. uh, a tweet of his was circulating and I was trying to find it just now. So apologize for kind of being a little distracted there, but I, it was something I couldn't find it, but to paraphrase, it was something along the lines of um, talking about the Dodgers and the way they handled this offseason, kind of like what we were just talking about and saying, you know, the Padres went out and got some names and the Dodgers seemingly just kind of sitting around, and all these people were just dragging him like this weekend being like pulling that old tweet. I'm like, he wasn't wrong. No, like yeah. you were not wrong to think that the, uh, that the Dodgers maybe had taken a back seat heading into this season. It's, it's all revisionist history. If you're sitting there going, no sure. Padres never said a chance. No, you can look at that lineup and say, yeah, I think this might be their division this year. Right. And it, it, it unfortunately didn't pan out for them the way they had hoped, but to sit there and and act like the Dodgers were just a shoe in or just like a lock based on what they had versus what the Padres or maybe elsewhere around the division had, you're like you're not you're not crazy for that take. So,
0: and I, a and a win to the division by what could be anywhere from twelve to fifteen games when it's all said and done. That's
1: that's what I'm saying.
0: That's nuts.
1: I don't get it. All I have to say, though, props to the Dodgers for doing it once again. You haven't done it completely, like we talked about. Job's not done, but you took the first step. And again, a year that not a lot of people had you doing it. Um, Let's, speaking of standing, so let's take a closer look here at the NL West. Or I'm I'm sorry, the NL wild card because as I mentioned, it is close. Snug. So the your series this past weekend, as we as we touched on, the Cubs and D backs, that had some implications. Um, uh, but following following that series, it is now the um uh, it's still the Phillies at the top for the top wildcard spot. And then you got the D backs and then the Cubs following uh, that sweep. And then you've also got the Marlins in there, tied for that last spot. And then behind them, you got the Reds at a game, uh, half a game back from the final wildcard spot. You got the Giants at two games back. And if you really want to include them, I don't. The, pa- the Padres at six games.
0: I don't. But yeah.
1: Well, I only say that because I saw a lot of a lot of people not quite waving the white flag on the Yankees because they went on a run that what they had won like what fifteen and nineteen or something did I see?
0: Don't matter. It does because that's,
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I mean it, no, it doesn't. But to to their to their credit or their defense, I mean you can't. Yes. People with sense and reason about them can, yes, can call it for the Yankees. But like mathematically, if you put, I'm pretty sure you, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was like 15 and 19 following all these like young call-ups and everything. Like they went on a little bit of a run there. So it's like, all right, we can, we can write them off, but also like, like be a wild a,
0: story. Sleep with one eye
1: open here with the Yankees, because be real wild
0: story. That'd be nice. I mean, if they snuck in, that would give us another East Coast destination, possibly for these plans. But I don't know. I
1: mean, but would you even really want to go to that? Probably not. Yeah, probably not.
0: Yeah, I would. I mean, I'll say right now.
1: <laughs> I'll say right now. If the Red Sox somehow, I mean, they're not at this point, but say they had like a better week. Or week, or maybe even two, and they snuck into the wild card series. I I would have no interest in going. And you can sit there and say, "Well, kind of Fan would say that." Yeah. It's been it's been quite the roller coaster this year, and I I I made my feelings clear on this team back in March. Didn't really change. <laughs> I mean, trust me, I love the Heim news. You know what? Actually, forget it. I take back what I said. If they were to vibes. sneak in after the fact, after. After firing Hein blue, and then they snuck in. I'm like, you know what? It's a new team. It's a new team. I'm yeah. I'm in. I'll be there. So
0: it's understandable.
1: Scratch what I just said. Uh, but all all let's say the National League wild card.
0: I Do mean, we- it's it's right there. It's right there for everybody. It's so crazy. The Giants two two back. That's still absolutely in striking distance.
1: That's got a sting for you, for a guy that has been writing this team off really since March.
0: The giants. Yeah. The giants are like, they're, they're, they're slowly creeping into like twins brewers territory for me. We're just like, I'm not at all interested in you. Nothing you do fires me up.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It it reminds me, I saw this tweet. It's irrational, but it's there. Nah, I, there's there's a little bit of legitimacy to that. I saw a tweet. Some I don't even remember what it was in response to, but it was essentially like, "Watch out for the Brewers." And this one guy, this one guy responds, "Nobody's scared of Mark Hanna. Like, <laughs> he's essentially driving your offense right now. Nobody's scared of Mark Hanna." And that's yeah. kind of the way I feel about the Giants and and teams yeah. like the Twins, where it's like you you look at these other teams that are in the hunt here. They have much greater viable threats than yeah. the Giants and the the Brewers. Like I there's teams. oh I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I mean what a joke. You got the Braves 96 wins, the Dodgers 91 and then the Brewers at 84.
0: Yeah, it's horrendous.
1: I mean to their credit though, they're what, the twins
0: 90? at 79 wins is way worse though.
1: True. The Brewers are at
0: 19 games over 500. Ugh. Trash. A, uh, a team we're
1: not talking about enough, though, the Marlins.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say the Marlins or the Reds. You know, like they—they they both. I'm—I'm I'm really surprised that the Reds are still in it. We were talking about that at yeah. the deadline where it was like, yeah. They didn't really do anything, and like, oh, is this? I think they had a bad week after the deadline too. And I think a lot of people were just like, "All right, well, they're done." They're still here. They're still hanging around.
1: Yeah, because if you recall, there was that that pivotal point, and I don't remember if it was. Oh, yeah, it was. You're like, like you're saying, it was like right, right around the deadline, right after the deadline, where we had that conversation about okay from from this point forward from the deadline forward mm-hmm. what team are we kind of riding with and i don't think i think it would i think we had ryan on at that point too and we were all kind of chatting about it and i don't think any of us had the reds did we
0: Mm-mm. i don't think so i don't think so, so. good for I'm, them though the tough thing is that like you'd love to say hey this is the new Cincinnati Reds and this is what they're going to be each year. You just you never know. You know, I, I just I wish they would have done a little bit more at the deadline and and been better equipped for this this stretch. I'd I I personally would prefer the Marlins or the Cubs over them. Personally. Because I think they have more to work with. I think it would be a little bit more competitive. Although postseason baseball in the Great American Ballpark would be electric. I think
1: it would be. Also, I don't know though. Don't sleep on Miami because, dude. Do you realize the? Do you realize the set that the Marlins had to have to go out and make shirts? about getting not even making the postseason (laughs) about getting into the postseason yeah i got hold on i gotta find it it was something like make it wild or or something i i saw them all weekend i can't even remember what they said it was um didn't they have shirts last year Well, I mean, they had the if you're thinking of the bottom feeder shirts, that was That was 2 years ago. Was that it. was when they Yeah, that was the short season. That was oh, when, yeah, they, yeah, when yeah. they made it in. Um Where are these shirts? I saw them literally all weekend. Yeah, dude. The Yeah, it says Get Wild Miami and underneath it says Battle for the Postseason. Like that's that's bold. Yeah. That's bold. But the the reception seems to be good. I mean, the, the fans seem to be behind it. I don't know what kind of turnout you would expect in, in Miami for a, for a postseason. But I think if you're an optimist, that'd be... Don't count out the electricity of Lone Depot Park in a hypothetical postseason series.
0: I mean, what do they have left? They got the Mets... Brewers, Mets, Pirates. That matchup, the Brewers Marlins matchup is gonna be. That's gonna be fun to see, kinda. <laughs> kind of. I might not watch it actually.
1: Well, we were talking about it before we hopped on. I think I'd like we're... to go a
0: full year without seeing a Braves or a Brewers game. Like, and I'm, I'm almost there. I might as well commit to it. I've not watched a single Brewers game. So keep that rolling. It's an I impressive think,
1: streak. I think you and I are still in agreement uh, for this potential, if necessary, game three for the National League wildcard that we'd be able to get to in Philly. Mm, I don't know. I guess the Cubs I guess the Cubs would be the yeah. preferred opponent.
0: Cubs are I mean I'm fine with Cubs or D-backs, but definitely I would prefer Cubs.
1: Cuz what would that what would that matchup look like? Just cool. thinking like for a game 3 between the Phillies and D-backs
0: I don't even know who their three starter is. Would that be Taiwan? Hopefully, it'd be a slugfest. I want to go to like a eleven to nine game. Because
1: yeah, that's true. I think I didn't didn't. I, I think I saw that Lorenzen got moved to the pen.
0: Oh, did he? I think so. Has he been scuffling since the No, the I think
1: it was more of making room for uh I don't even remember who it was that came back. I hate that. Yeah. Again, I am pretty sure that was the case. I didn't I didn't see for sure. I think I saw that though. Um but possibly you never know. They could dip back into that well for a game three scenario. Um What
0: do the Cubs have left?
1: But the D backs would possibly have the advantage there no
0: yeah I think if, so that
1: would be it would go gallon Merrill um or Kelly um Pfat
0: <laughs> would that I, don't I have that no could. idea Cubs interesting schedule go left Pirates Rockies Braves Brewers. Why is everyone finishing with the two game set? Have you noticed that?
1: Would it be Ryan Nelson in a game three? Probably. Two game sets? Yeah, I did see that. Everybody. I did see that. It probably has something to do with like resetting the schedule because you you have teams get to this point in the year and they haul a lot of them probably haven't played the same amount of games, and then you get a two game or get everybody back on the same page or something. I don't know. I suppose. Yeah, I don't know who I'd rather see. What would what would the Cubs uh what would a Cubs game three starter look like? <sighs> That'd be because is Strowman back? Not that it would be him, but is he? I thought he was back. Could you go steal game one? If he is back, you'd go Strowman two. Maybe a Tyone game three? Tyone. Javier Assad yeah. game three?
0: I would say Tyone. Maybe Kyle Hendricks.
1: Maybe Kyle Hendricks, yeah.
0: On a short, short leash. Short leash for sure. <laughs> we got the same idea.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Kind of zooming back out here. It's a lot is a lot is still up in the air. And there's really only so much you can say at this point because you still got I mean it may not seem like a lot but 2 weeks is 2 weeks is still a lot of time anything especially with the discrepancy the the small discrepancy between all of these teams I mean you've got 6 teams within within striking distance Giants are 2 games out as we said so I don't want to just continue to speculate yeah. as these games go on but and I'm not saying anything groundbreaking here but they're there's still a lot of play here in the National League Wild Card race, and I'm I'm here for it, man. Spuggle up, I am here for it. Um, kind of kind of wrapping up here. I think the only other thing I had was the news that we got today about the Rays. What was the official the official update that they had agreed, agreed. to a stadium? So like it agreed to terms. Is that in motion like is that Ray's agreed to a new stadium Tampa Bay set to announce deal for stadium near downtown St. Petersburg according to the Tampa Bay Times
0: any any literally anything is better so it's got to be positive well you
1: know what this means now we're going to have to make a trip down there to the trot
0: before that's true yeah just to say smithereens just to say we got there
1: so we'll have to do that. I Why not just move it to Tampa, though? We keep hearing about how it's so hard to get to St. Pete. Okay, well, then move it to Tampa. <laughs> like, I, I'm tired of hearing about the stupid bridge. That's all I hear about. Well, it's the bridge. It's, it's hard to drive on the bridge. It's hard to get to the park via the bridge. Okay, well, then don't make people go across the bridge. Yeah. Like I'm not a I'm not like a city official here, but it seems pretty common sense. Like if that's your if that's the if that's the crutch that you're going to use for attendance
0: issues, then yeah, don't put it on the other side of the bridge. Don't use it anymore. You can't use it anymore. This this stadium better be sick though. I'm ready for the concept art. Why do we get concept art on like every other place? But then this just snuck in there as like a they agree to terms. And it, also, what took so long?
1: It better have a raised tank. I did see. I saw that tweet today. If it, it says if it doesn't have the raised tank, we riot. And I'm 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 kind of with it on that. Yeah, give me the raised tank. Just don't give me a. Don't give me your. I, don't, I better not see home a runs. freaking
0: dome, dude. If I see a freaking tan dome.
1: Well, they, they would make have it retractable. That.
0: It'll be a roof. It'll be retractable though. Please be retractable. Everyone else I, is doing retractable.
1: I think we did see a Now that I think about it, I think there was a, a rendering. And it did have a roof. I don't know if it was retractable though. But I mean common sense would tell you it would. Yeah, I'm seeing. Yeah, that's the picture. I don't know how well you can see this, but that's, that's the, the picture of the
0: looks. All right. Have you ever noticed every single one of these that comes out? There's always this random rooftop that has a strip of grass and people sunbathing on it. Every single one. You see the little one right there in the, in the bottom left,
1: anybody sunbathing, but,
0: but there's like lawn chairs on it. Right every single time how do you get up there what are you doing up on the rooftop that's that's a block away from the you'd stadium s- <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about yeah every why single you, one
1: why are you on the rooftop of some random stadium wearing a raise uniform when the team is currently <laughs> playing like half a mile away like get over there
0: that's what i'm saying dude every single one of them go look be, at them you'll be notice surprised
1: how many buildings in these cities and metro areas have have uh, a strip of grass on top of a building. It's like the whole green initiative, like Mm. go friendly stuff, whatever. That's the movement. You put like a little, little food truck or a bar or something. There's a building down where I work that has a a food truck on top of the building. And I, I'm friends with a guy that works in the building. I'm like, how did they get, how did it get up there? He goes, I don't know. Like you can't, you can't drive a food truck. Like, Like it's a parking garage, like inside the building up like 30 levels. Hmm. You just crane, you just put the crane, put it on a crane and drive it up there. Does it still
0: qualify as a food truck?
1: No, because it it can't go anywhere.
0: If it doesn't drive,
1: it could, but it wouldn't be a happy ending. So it's not a truck.
0: I don't know. Weird. I'd like to see it. Just saying. Relax on that.
1: Relax on the, it's the every people time. On, on rooftops
0: and stadium
1: renderings. Every time.
0: Uh, that's all I got. You got anything else? No. Just buckle up, man. Just buckle up. This next few weeks are gonna be sweet. I love the scoreboard watching time of the year. I love when like suddenly other teams can acknowledge that there's other teams in the league that they're competing against and they're like watching throughout the whole year 95% of the year it's like oh we're just focused on us shut up no you're not you're lying now we finally get to like admit and commentators and broadcasters are gonna be like all right well this team lost today moves it up a half it's just like I like the honesty I appreciate the honesty so we're at that point of the year it's gonna be fun
1: I'm looking forward to it. It's it's nice not having a team at the hunt at
0: this point. Like,
1: it, I would argue it's more I'm stressful. I'm struggling, to be honest. Wow, I mean, I'm...
0: You're nice on it? I'm struggling. Not to say
1: I've, like, jumped ship here, but as you can very well see, I'm, I'm kind of all in on the Phillies right now.
0: Subscribe to YouTube. Watch on YouTube.
1: Watch on YouTube. Check out this these sick threads that I got in the mail. I mean, my goodness. Um it's i would argue it's less stressful because i mean i would hate to be a team like the giants where you're just playing nail biting baseball up until True. the last weekend and p- possibly you not even make it in but this is the point of the year where it's exciting because you you haven't quite dwindled down the field yet so you the 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 teams that are still in contention are at this point about as wide as it's going to be within reason where they teams realistically have a shot. And when you don't have a dog in the fight, it's kind of, it's, it's relaxing. You can kind of sit back and be like, Oh, it's seven o'clock on a weeknight. What team do I want to tune into and watch? Because I know I'm not going to watch the dumpster fire of a team that I'm following right now. I will, I will, but it'll be in the small window. I'm going to reserve the real estate on my screen for. That's doing stuff. Yeah. It's nice. It's fair. It's real nice. That's all I got, though.
0: Cool. See you Thursday. Don't go chasing curveballs.
1: We love you all, and as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.